0: Welcome to the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series, where President and CEO founder Paul Stukel discusses middle market issues with business leaders from across the nation. Today, Paul speaks with David Seliktar, CEO of online retailer KeepAmerica.com, about his company's crusade to revive US manufacturing. Tell us about uh, tell us about Keep America. Sure, sure. Well, I'll give you a little history
1: about, you know, how it began. I've been in in uh, the jewelry business, it's a family-owned business since before college and then I went into it after college as well. And we, up until this day, the business has been around for over 30 years. Uh, my parents started it. Uh, my brother, who's 10 years older than I am, then uh, began running it as well, and then I joined the the team too. So we've been manufacturing in the U.S. for 30 years. Till today, we still manufacture in New York. And, you know, it's always been in my blood, and back in 2011 things were really getting out of control economically here. I really truly felt the only way to turn this thing around is by
0: having Americans
1: be able to find American-made products, which you find a little more in stores these days, but I mean there were literally almost almost none in stores, you know, 3 years back. So I decided to create a platform where where all Americans can really go to one source and and find products made in the USA. Uh, that you know, that was couples, you know, obviously the, the outsourcing of jobs was just making me crazy and, and seeing the unemployment rate going through the roof uh, is a disaster for all of us. But, uh, you know, another big inspiration was was hearing all the recalls from China with the lead paint uh, and children's toys. And I have now four daughters uh, at the time I had uh, my third daughter was born. And I actually came home one day, true story, I come, I come home and I see them playing in the bathtub after work. And um I, I see like literally, literally paint chips floating around in the bathtub. And I grab mm-hmm. a couple of the toys and obviously they're all made in China at the time, you know. Now I, I, I strictly buy Little Tikes and other companies, smaller smaller uh smaller manufacturers that produce here, uh, where I know, you know, they're high quality, safe products that I don't have to worry about my, my infant at home putting in her mouth and God knows what's in there and what what chemicals are, are, are in the product. So, you know, the concern for 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 safety of, of my children and, and the concern for for jobs being shipped overseas is really what inspired me to get this thing started, and I'm really glad that I have that I did because and and I can't take full credit because I have an amazing team here that has helped grow this thing. I mean, we really put blood, sweat, and tears into into growing this. It was not easy in the beginning, but I'm, I'm happy to say that you know in the very beginning. It was very tough finding finding American-made products. We literally went to conventions all over the country, uh, trying to trying to find products and, and just reaching out, you know, online looking you know, and doing research, everything we could to to find American-made goods. And, and I'm I'm thrilled and, and proud to say that now on a daily basis we have new vendors applying to be manif- you know to be suppliers on our site.
0: Oh, that's great. So I mean, so it sounds like you've you've gotten over the hurdle of if there were if there is such a thing uh, of of identifying, you know, entirely U.S.-made products, right? I mean, so it sounds like that—that that, that's uh, that's something you overcome.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, look, the first year was very challenging, you know, just finding the vendors. Um, then we've kind of moved past that, like I said, uh, with them approaching us. And as far as verifying it, you know, we, we definitely do our research and due diligence, uh, looking at the key components, making sure these, these products are actually made here, uh, and, and that the, uh, the materials are actually available here. And what we do is we comply with the Made in USA standard provided by the US government, by the Federal Trade Commission, and we make sure our vendors follow that. They sign a contract confirming the products are made here. And look, if, if someone's going to commit fraud and, and change tags and do something illegal, uh, there's, there's nothing anybody could do about that. But uh, right. you know, we do hold them to a legal contract. And um, I'm happy we have never caught anybody doing anything illegal. Uh, you know, as far as what I, what I just mentioned, you could be sure that if we ever did, they'd be off the site immediately, and I'd even consider, I'd even consider legal action because that that really puts the entire you know legitimacy of our site in jeopardy. And sure. we take that very seriously because we want everyone to feel comfortable going to our site. These products are actually made here in
0: America. Well, it's really remarkable. I mean, going through your site that. And this is going to sound terrible, given all the news that we always get. But I'm astonished that there are so many products that are like clothing and some of the accessories that you've got. I mean, because you've got a a pretty wide range of stuff here. I'm really quite astonished that there are still folks in the U.S. that make textiles. I was really astonished at how much product you've got. And it sounds like you're building pretty rapidly. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we have 12 categories across the board, everything from apparel to furniture to jewelry, children's products, uh, accessories. Uh, We have over 300 vendors nationwide, uh, coast to coast, and and literally almost every single state, and over 7,000 products. So there really is a wide array of of products available out there, and it is a misconception. Look, obviously, textiles in the U.S., the industry isn't what it was uh, 30 years ago, but it, it is a misconception that nothing is made here anymore. Uh, there are there are plenty of you know small businesses that still produce here uh, with low overhead, so they're able to compete with outsource pricing. You know we drive a lot of traffic to our site, and we've been very fortunate to have media coverage nationally from you know both left wing media and right wing media. I mean the beauty of what we're doing is whether you, you lean left or lean right politically and socially, this is something everyone can agree on that that supporting American manufacturers will help our economy. So, you know, bringing traffic to our site through the help of of the media and and people like yourself, and and we really appreciate it, because it helps helps get the word out there. Uh, We're able to offer certain deals because we get high-volume orders with these manufacturers, and it makes their month, it makes their year. They can compete with the outsourced pricing, and it's really a win-win for everyone, for them, for us, for the American consumer, and for the American economy.
0: That's great. Do you find a... Do you find that there's a a quality improvement uh, here in the U.S.? And I I know that's a really generalized question, but some of the issues that that we have dealt with in our own business, there's that sort of roll the dice kind of of issue with with China, you know, with the manufacturers, um, either in terms of the quality of the product or in terms of the timing. When Chinese New Year's rolls around, all all schedules just go right out the window, right? Oh, everything everything
1: shut down completely, sure, yeah.
0: But even then, you know, even when they say, okay, we're going to get this out before Chinese New Year, and they don't, you're sitting there sucking wind. I mean, because you don't have the product to sell. Well, let me give mean, you could... a great
1: example, if I may. Just a first, first-hand experience, you know, from the jewelry industry. We're one of the very few large manufacturers that still make jewelry here in the U.S. You know, I speak to people who import everything from overseas, uh, whether it be South America, whether it be China. A huge advantage, now sure, the, the labor costs overseas are cheaper, but there is no substitute for being able, when you mention quality, for being able to literally walk downstairs to the factory while it's in production and you catch a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. doesn't matter where you're manufacturing. Mistakes will be made because humans are involved, and, and we all make mistakes. But when you can walk down when production just starts and catch a mistake and correct it instantly and spot check several times a day, if you order from China and you have two-month lead time and it gets there and there's a mistake, you're in deep trouble. And, and furthermore, and this is priceless, You know, we've had times where, let's say, department stores order for Black Friday and you ship. And a certain style sells above projections, which is every, every company's dream. You get a call from the retailer saying, listen, great news, it's sold over projections, we'd love to reorder so we can have it in time for Christmas. If you're manufacturing overseas, there's no chance of doing that. If they know they can rely on you to turn it around in two weeks and get it there before Christmas, because you're making it in the United States, you're the guy they're going to call, and that's priceless. So yeah, you can pay, you know, child labor costs, and uh, or, you know, pay just pennies on the dollar for uh, for for overseas, you know, inferior products that aren't going to last as long, and, and and who knows what kind of safety issues. But there is nothing, there is no price you could put on. The fact that you can you can spot check quality and implement a reorder literally instantly and the fact that your customers know you can come through like that uh... really helps build relationships and helps grow your business
0: i'm sure you saw recently that um, uh... i believe it was the world bank came out with a report saying that that by their methodology china was going to surpass the u.s um as the the most powerful economy right. this month with or this year and I look upon that as being somewhat dubious. I mean, they, they really took the only sort of tortured metric they could get to get to that point. I mean, considering our our GDP is almost twice the size of China, I, I have a hard time buying that. But having said that, I mean, China's obviously, uh, they're still growing rapidly, even though they're having a bit of a slowdown right now. You know, what what do you think is driving that? I mean, there's the I guess there's the obvious things uh, in terms of, you know, low wages and such. But are there other elements with respect to China's surge that that you identify relative to the U.S.?
1: Well, for sure, for sure. And you know what? Even if if they don't pass it this year, the overall perception around the world uh, in Europe and Asia already they already see China as the economic superpower that we once were, which is is terrible for for us as Americans overall.
0: But but in regards
1: to your question, as as far as as far as how they've accomplished this. I mean, to be honest, we're really not not competing on a level playing field. I don't know if you recall, I think it was at the end of last year, where a Chinese worker actually put a letter into some Halloween decorations. It was found by an American here in the U.S. And he described conditions at a Chinese labor camp where they worked 15-hour days. I'm sorry, 15-hour yeah work days, seven days a week. I mean, the conditions we all know in the majority of these factories are, are terrible. They use child labor. Forget about any kind of environmental regulations. You know, the, uh, the comparison of what they make you know there to here, you're talking about a few dollars a week or a few dollars a month, even in some, in some of the worst circumstances. So, I mean, when you're competing with that and the way they manipulate their currency, I mean, it's just, it's just to compare, it's, it's apples to oranges. Look, this didn't happen overnight. This took years and years. And to be quite honest, to fix this won't happen overnight either. Uh, what we have to do as Americans is right now rebuild our infrastructure. We have to worry about our youth that are in college, that are coming out with insane debt from student loans. Uh, you know, what, what boggles my mind, uh, and this kind of all ties together with uh, with the future of, of, of really taking this back and getting back on top, is, is the fact that student loan debt, student loan interest, is, is nearly twice that of a mortgage rate. I mean, you know, I, have, I have employees who, who are here right out of college, and they come out of college and they, they tell me they pay over 7% interest rates. And that, that's, that's, that's literally about double my mortgage rate. How do, you yeah. expect, how do you expect students to get into the workplace, entry-level positions, uh, whatever salary they're getting, it's going to take them years and years and years to even come close to paying off student loans before they can even consider getting married, starting a family, getting a home. I mean, it's it's really it's really something we have to buying American is 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 one direct method for having a direct impact in getting our economy back in the right direction. But it has to go hand in hand with our government doing something as well to help the next generation really have uh, you know fair playing ground.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, it's the student debt thing is actually one of those hidden hidden things that no one really pays attention to unless you've got student debt um, that and you. Can use, Said it beautifully. I mean, the the economic impact of having that debt overhang the minute you get out of school it delays so many things that could not only help them in their life. You know, getting married's a good thing. You know, uh, getting a mortgage. You know, starting to build. You know, a life. Right. Yeah. You know, it, has to, it all has to be on hold because everyone's everyone's broke <laughs> because they're paying back their their debt, even if they can get a good job. So, no, I hear you. I think that's uh, that's an interesting uh, observation. Be sure to check back for future episodes of the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series. Thanks for listening.